Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings. The 3 p.m. Pickup. With Monty, Beck Judd, and Yumi Steins. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wednesday afternoon pickup. Yumi and Monty with you all, thanks to Chemist Warehouse and Yumes. Yeah. Um, we grew up on Sex in the City. I loved it. I, I wasn't hated like, it. Of course you did. Mm. But that surprises me because it was one of the first show where four women were the stars and you are so pro-women. I am very pro-women. I find it really uptight and constrictive and sort of anti-feminist and they're all white women too so I found oh, it kind of dull true. in that way. Mm-hmm. God, you should have auditioned so then you mixed <laughs> it up a little bit. <laughs> Put a little spice into the mix. But anyway, their movies were terrible. Terrible. Like they were next level terrible. The show yeah. I always really enjoyed but the movies mm. I was like, wow. I don't even think I saw the second one. No, it's it so bad. Yeah. So Kim Cattrall who plays... The horny older lady, Yumes, as you call her, Samantha, yeah. on it, mm. has spoken out to address the rumours because they were saying, oh, there's not going to be a third movie because Kim refuses. <laughs> she wants too much money. She's too precious. Anyway, listen to what she's come out and said. And this is just so fabulous because it's so... <laughs> <laughs> She said, I take to task the people from Sex and the City and especially Sarah Jessica Parker in that I think she could have been nicer. That's right, because do you know what happened? She wasn't holding out. She just always said, I will never do another Sex and the City movie. It's just like a flat out no. She said from the very beginning, I said, no, I'm not going again. This Uh is not happening. And she said, I respectfully said no. And now it's twisted to be like this. So anyway, she's publicly gone. Her bestie, are they not besties in real life? (laughs) Hey. Uh, lots to chat about today, everyone. Um, we're going to make you Wednesday afternoon a goodie. Stick around, you're on the pickup. Now, it's the 3 p.m. pickup. You've been scouring the newspapers. Bit of a question for you. Mm. Why is it that when people get an infectious disease, they feel the need to go to very, very busy public places? I I, at work as well. Oh, and come to work and sit in a small office and cough their hearts out. Listen to this. Sydney is in the grip of a measles alert while Melbourne is in the grip of an outbreak of the measles. An outbreak, Monty. Are are most of us um, uh, immunised against measles? We are, I think. So the most vulnerable people are toddlers or little babies who haven't been immunised yet. Right. Do you remember that film Contagion with Gwyneth Paltrow? She got this germ. She caught a lurgy and then she spread it all over the place. Did she just one person spread it through the whole world? Yes. She spread a seed. In all these movies, oh, it's so bad. So in Gwyneth meets this Chinese chef and he wipes his chickeny hands on his apron and then shakes her hand. Oh. So she's got a festy thing on her her hand and then she flies and then she catches a plane and she passes some guy who's not her husband and the germ goes all over the place. I don't know. I want to see it. It's so good. Is it as good as sliding doors? (laughs) That's not very good. I love Gwyneth. The answer is yes. Anyway, listen to this. So somebody who had the measles Mm. went to, like, where would you go? If you were in Melbourne and you wanted to spread the measles to as many people as possible, where would you go? The grand final? Yeah. Went to the MCG. (laughs) What a mole. I know. What do you think? You're assuming it's a woman. I know I am, aren't you? Measles seems like a woman-y kind of thing to get. (laughs) Do you know a man with measles? Very unmanly to get measles. Oh, come on. It's unwomanly to get measles. It's true. Yeah, so they also went to the CBD and, if that wasn't enough, to Melbourne Airport. Oh, right. Good-o. It's so selfish, isn't it? She I might think- have to, he, because it's, are we, it's a he or a she now. <laughs> we don't know it. It 
You might have just thought it had a few pimples. Yeah. You might know. The the worst thing is with a lot of these diseases, they're most contagious when you haven't quite been knocked down. Like you're still sort of, you're still staggering through life, you know, thinking, I'll get, I'm going to get over it. I'm going to get over it. And you're just spreading your seedy germ all over the place. You know what drives me crazy about sick people though is when they do end up coming back into work or they come over for a visit and they go, I'm not contagious anymore. It's Mm. like no one knows. I've said it myself, not having any idea if I'm still contagious or not. No, you're only contagious for the first two days. I don't believe, I don't think that's a universal thing with every illness. That's true, yeah. That's absolute rubbish. I don't mm. think you can know. So anyone who comes over and they're like, no, I'm not contagious. It's like, BS, because I know that I never know when I say that too. Okay. So keep your Monty, germs to yourself. Do you have hand sanitizer at the front door? Of your house. No, should I? Yes. <laughs> oh, don't. Do you think I'm germy? Is that why you're asking no, me No, because you're there? germophobic, so everyone that comes over, you can just go. I wish I, could, I wish I could. I don't have people come over, I'm that germophobic. <laughs> <laughs> and I bathe my kids in that stuff. That's why it's not at the front door. The pickup. Humes, I went to hospital last night. What? Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Thanks for asking. I um, <laughs> had booked in to do a sleep study, so it wasn't that dramatic. They just hold it at the... Um, their hospitals. I hate hospitals. As soon as you walk in there. What's a sleep there, study? That sounds like homework. What is it? It, it was not, uh, no, it wasn't homework, but I tell you what, it was such a punish. So I get, because I get really bad migraines and they make me really tired and yeah. they're like, let's get you in to do a sleep study and just see how you, you know, what your sleep patterns are and this and that. And I was like, oh my God, this is what old men do when they have <laughs> like full on snoring problems and stuff. And then there's me in there. <laughs> anyway, so I went in and they hooked me up to that many cords. I've got a photo. I put it on the 3pm Facebook page. It yeah. is seriously, as she just kept doing it and doing it. and like, like sticking those little round stickers to your body. Yes, all the little round stickers. There's a photo, Yooms, if you can oh, yeah. see over there. Oh, there's one right smack bang in the middle of your forehead. In the it? middle of my forehead. They Lol. stick them onto your legs. <laughs> They, you have to have a sleeping tube up your nose. And anyway, I was like, oh. I said to the lady, I'm not going to be able to sleep with all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she said, you will eventually because you just get so tired because you're so uncomfortable, you end up falling asleep. Right. So then I I got a couple of, um, I don't know, bits of sleep here and there. And so then for the whole of today, also before I came in here, every two, like woke me up at six o'clock and every two hours they would come in and they mm. would get you to sleep and you would have to nap for like 15 minutes to half an hour. Mm. But how it would work is the lady, like the nurse would come in and go, okay, get back into bed and I would put in my earplugs, put on my eye mask and she would stand next to the bed and she'd say, okay, go and then walk out of the room. And you're meant to just try and fall asleep like that. I'm like, you're not getting anything from me. You're not going to get any data. It is the hardest situation to try and sleep with a woman standing there, go. I'm like, okay, (laughs) go. I was just, it was the absolute worst. I don't know the I, results yet. I'm fascinated by that, Monty, because you hear about people, you know, especially the ones with the problem babies that go into a similar sort of situation where they've got some support. It's in a medical environment. Yes. And I was on the have... same floor as that, as Were the babies. You? Yes. Oh, how cute. Okay. And what I always hear reported back is you don't expect to sleep. You say there's no way I'm going to sleep, but then miraculously... You go to sleep. Yeah, I'm sure I did doze off here and there. You can't not. Mate, I can't yeah. be awake for 24 hours. But. I reckon that they're secretly hypn- hypnotists, those nurses. Well, maybe they are. So when she says, she stands over you and she says, like, Nurse Hatchet, she's scary and intimidating. She yeah. says, now go. You kind of, like, 
obey. Yeah. Well, I and did. I just laid there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go to sleep. But then 15 minutes later, they'd be like, all right, wake up now. And I was like, oh, this is torture. <laughs> like you just lull off and then somebody's in there standing by. Okay, lights on. <laughs> anyway, hopefully there's something really dramatically wrong because it just sounds gross. I did a sleep study and they found this. If there's nothing, I'll be so annoyed. No, it's the 3 p.m. pickup. Feeling full of glee at the moment, Monty, because our house is really clean. Oh, I love that. My two teenagers went back to um, their dad's house in Queensland. Good, get rid of them. Yep, and I did all the wash. I washed, I washed everything and yep. I folded everything and I put a, two huge Chinese laundry bags full of baby clothes oh. to the opposite shop today. Oh, God, that is such a great feeling. Oh, I can't tell you how good. It's orgasmic. It's oh, so good. I, I totally get it. My cleaner <laughs> yesterday messaged me and she said, I'm sick, and I wrote back, you bitch. That's all I wrote back. <laughs> Seriously, getting that message is the worst. The worst. The worst. Yeah. Um, among the other things that I did was I folded up my laundry, put it all away neatly, and it all fits in the drawer because I've thrown out all the things that I don't use anymore. Love it. Pride of place. My Justin Bieber t-shirt. You are such a riddle to me. Everything about you, anytime you open your mouth, I'm always constantly surprised. Okay, well, I was thinking about how to explain my infatuation with Bieber to you. Mm. He has got the voice that really sums up the sound of 2017. So let me just play a little bit of a song that you will have heard around the traps. He's got a way that sings where his tone is soft and gentle. Like, he doesn't push it out. He doesn't... (sighs) He never screams. Don't... Don't gag. That's rude. Um, just listening, he's just soft and the, he's like 14, you creepy he's, woman. He's not 14. He's 24 or something. Anyway, have a listen to this. See if it does not vibrate your erogenous zones. I'm wondering, can we still be friends? Can we still be I do like this song. Do you reckon mm. he's singing to Nicole Richie's younger sister, who he was dating for a little while? Oh, really? Yeah. Did, did you not? Did you miss that? Yeah, they were fully going out for a little while, and now mm. the younger sister of Nicole Richie is seeing Scott Disick, the ex of Courtney Kardashian. Oh, he's seedy. That guy. Why oh, is she with him? I know Lord Disick. I love him actually. Really? But I don't know why she's with him. And I'm, my friend and I always text him. And go. Do you reckon Nicole's okay about this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about half the people you're talking about. <laughs> Justin Bieber, so he's been touring the world. He cancelled the last little tail end of his his world tour. Mm. Um, but basically, wherever he goes, people drag him into a studio to lay down vocal tracks because his voice sounds so good like this bit. Despacito. Am I right? Like, even yeah, when he's, he's singing kind of his voice, but you, like, 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 salivate. Like, that's what you put on for bedroom activity without a doubt. Oh, hold on, Marty. I just got to put on Bieber. Please put on Despacito, Marty. That is so you. You know he's trying to move into a house in Beverly Hills and everyone is denying him. He can't get a place to live because he's such a pest of a neighbour. All he does is have parties all the time and he's offering up to $100,000 a month. But none of the homeowners, yeah, none of the homeowners in Beverly Hills are giving him a joint. They're like, no way. <laughs> I wonder if it's like having a murder in your house. Like if you have Justin Bieber live in your house and it's tainted from oh, totally. On, do you reckon? Yeah, because he's a, he's just so not. He, he's been so famous for so long. There is no rules in that kid's life at all. Mm, and they're I like, you no, right. you'll spill coital on the carpet. <laughs> you are not having my place. Hey, that's us for the day, everyone. Have a beautiful afternoon. It's time to go home. Okay, see you later. See you tomorrow. The Pickup.